Good morning, church. We have a little bit of a last-minute change. So as you see me today, I know you're probably expecting Pastor Andrew. He has suddenly come down very, very sick, sadly, with a flu. And so we could just be praying for him, blessing him, that he will get better. But as he was going to be starting a new sermon series today, that was very powerful. I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. Um, Last minute, I was like, okay, I will step in and we will see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Um, With it being last minute, I didn't have time to put together a sermon for all of you today. Uh, But... I did have time to sit with the Lord for a little bit this morning and pray and say, God, what do you want to say today? Um, And so we're just trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to show up. Um, I don't have an elaborate thing for you today, but what I did feel more than anything in my heart is that the Lord just simply wanted me to share the gospel. And so I don't have a perfect theologically sound seminar to give you today on the gospel, but what I do have is is my heart, and I do have a story about how Jesus completely transformed me and changed my life. Um, I particularly want to speak to you today, if there's a few of you, maybe there's one today, who is feeling lost and who is feeling like God doesn't see you and that he doesn't care about you. And I am so pleased to tell you today that you're wrong, (laughs) that there's this perfect and precious loving father who has, thank you so much, who has given his life for you to be completely set free and completely whole right here and now. I really want to address brokenness. I want to address people who are believing the lie that they're too broken that you've got too much crap, that you've got too much stuff that the Lord can't handle and that he can't deal with. Um, And again, I'm pleased to tell you that it's just simply not true. Um, You know, I come from a background, I was as broken as you could possibly be. I grew up in a home with raging alcoholic as a father on and off drinking my whole life, was there half the time, not there the other half of the time. And I had this thing spoken over me my whole life, you know, hey, you're, you come from a line of addicts, so you probably have the addictive gene on you. So you just be really careful, you know. That was spoken over me my whole life. And so at one point, I think I finally just gave up. I was like, I have this addictive gene. I'm probably going to be an addict anyways. I might as well just give into it. And I fell into addiction when I was very, very young. Um, I was an addict by the time I was 15, um, completely completely addicted to drugs. And I had no understanding of who God was whatsoever, did not grow up learning about Jesus, did not grow up learning about the Lord. I had no idea that Jesus was actually kind. I had no idea he was actually patient and loving and gentle. All of the things that I longed for in a father, I didn't know that I could find in God. I didn't know he was actually a sweet and loving and precious father that just wanted to wrap me up and hold me and love me. And so I want to speak to you today if you've had a similar lie spoken over you, that you're just going to be broken. And so you might as well just get over it, you know. I just want to say that that's a lie from Satan. It's actually not true. And it's not who you are. 
And I want to say that God's really not interested in what you've done and whatever stuff you've been involved in, whoever you've hurt, whatever you've done, he's just not interested. What he's interested in is setting you free and showing you who you can become and who you can be. When I was 15, um, I had had to leave my house. My dad came home from a binger, uh, wasted. It was, it was the final day something had happened and I just decided I'm done with this place. <laughs> I'm out of here. And at 15 years old, I couch surfed for about a year. I just slept on random people's couches. Wherever I could find that I could stay, I would just stay there. Um, and when I gave my life to the Lord, how sweet is this? He, he takes the lost and he puts them in family. He takes the lonely and he puts them in family. So I come to Lynchburg, Virginia. I find this ministry house literally landed in my lap, craziest way, um, just insane. When he says he's gonna put you in family, he really will. He really will surround you with amazing people who will love you and care for you uh, and fight with you. Uh, we tend to believe the lie that we have to be perfect before we can let people in. We have to be clean. We have to have it together. And I just want to say, you can't get free unless you're willing to show people your mess. That's right. That's right. We have to be willing to be messy. And, and also for the believer, for the mature believer, you guys have to be okay with mess. You got to get okay with people being messy and people not having it together. You'll never actually see people get free unless you're willing to be in the mess with them. And so I wanna challenge you, the believer, to get okay with the mess. And then to get dirty with people. Actually get into the mess. Don't just say, oh, okay, sorry that you're going through that, that's really hard. Get in it with them and literally link arms with them and pull them up out of it. Because that's what I had. I moved to Virginia. I get involved at this unbelievable ministry house. I can't believe they let me in. I was such a mess. I was like such a broken little kid. Um, and they let me into this ministry home. And uh, it was called Maranatha. Breakthrough started a week later in the basement of that ministry home. Andrew started Breakthrough there. I thought he was crazy. I thought Breakthrough was wild. I was like, what are these people doing? This is insane. Um, and it was uncomfortable for me. I had never seen anything like that. I had never seen spirit-filled. I didn't know. I was like, is this even Christianity? I don't know. I didn't grow up in the church, and so I didn't, I didn't have a gauge. Um, they're just like screaming Jesus and saying, we love you, God. And I was like, these people are weird. Um, but later I came to realize they were just in love. That was it. Um, and I don't think we've ever lost that even to today. A lot of people will say breakthrough is really weird. I'd say you're right. We're weird. Um, but who that is really in love isn't weird. Um, when you're in love, it should evoke something. It should look like something. So anyways, back to the gospel. Um, I just want to encourage you today that if you're feeling lonely, there's family for you here. I want to say that if today you are wrestling. Maybe you've walked away from the Lord. Maybe it's been a long time. And you're saying there's just nobody that's going to be able to hold space for me in my mess. I want to tell you that this church will hold space for you in your mess. And you don't have to have it together. It doesn't need to be pretty. You just have to be willing. And people will surround you. They will come around you and they will cover you. That is the covering that I had. 
at that ministry home, I had women that fought for my life, that fought on my behalf. And I had no clue where I would be today. I had no clue. I'm leading a church with my husband. I have children. I'm more alive than I've ever been. My life isn't easy. He never promised easiness. But I promise you, easiness isn't what you're really looking for. Comfort isn't really what you're looking for deep down. Maybe topically, we just want to feel comfortable. But deep down, what you want is truth. You want freedom. You want to be set free. And that's what Jesus has for you today. He came and gave his life so that you could be made completely whole, completely free, completely made new right here and now. We don't have to wait. And so today, I actually just want to create a moment, even if there's one person in this room, that you aren't walking with Jesus Christ. I want you to know how he sees you. He sees you and he loves you so desperately that he would give up his whole life just so that you could know him and so that your mind could be made free. It's not just a ticket into heaven, guys. It's that our mind gets to be set free now. All of the lies, all of the condemnation, all the shame that you've lived with and that's weighed on you. Maybe you received Christ when you were like five years old at some kid's thing, but it didn't really mean something. I want to give you the opportunity today. Don't be embarrassed and don't feel weird about it. If you just need to go, okay, Jesus, let me do this again. I'm going to choose with my will and I want to let you in. I want to let you into the mess, and I invite you into the mess. So I just want to pray. I want every single head to bow, every single eye to be closed. Could I get keys? Yeah, we're just going to create a moment. Church, let's not forget the power of the gospel. The power of what Jesus has done for us. Every time we think of the cross, we should be moved. We should be moved. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us. Oh my gosh, Lord, I was so lost. I was so broken. I didn't believe anybody could ever love me. And you came in. Oh, you came in so sweetly and so gently, like the father I always longed for. You long to be a father for people today. If you're feeling lost, if you're feeling broken, I'm so pleased to tell you that you are a son and you are a daughter and you have a perfect and lovely father ready to encounter you today. I see him standing here in the middle of the room. I know it with every inch of me, he's here and he's ready to wrap you up in a big papa hug, in a big embrace. Just stop running. Just stop running. He's what you're looking for. You don't have to feel shame about the other things that you dabbled in trying to find the truth.
He knows. You were just looking. He's not angry with you. Just look at him. Just look at him. Oh, Jesus, I ask for your voice to come in so tenderly and to wipe out all the lies of the enemy over any child today that you want to speak and breathe newness and life into. Jesus, come in powerfully. I encourage you today, if you want to invite Jesus in for the first time or the first time in a while, There's no perfectly crafted prayer. Doesn't need to be extraordinary. It's a heart posture. That's all he's after. I just want you to look at him and say, I let you in. I want you, Jesus. And I want all of you. I believe in you. I put my trust in you. I give you my life. I give you my life. Oh, he will do beautiful things with it. He has perfect and lovely plans for you. A good future for you. While the enemy has wanted to steal from you your whole life, Jesus just wants to give up his for you. He wants to serve you. want us to get so used to everything. I don't want us to get so used to playing church that we forget why we're here in the first place. We're here because of the gospel. We're here because the most wonderful man that ever walked the earth looked at us and said he loves us. And so I even want to I even want to take a moment really quick. Don't have anything planned, like I said, just hearing from the Holy Spirit as I go. I think I want to take a moment and go back to what I talked about a moment ago about being in people's mess with them. I just want to sit on that for a moment. You know, I think we've grown to treat broken people kind of like they're lepers or maybe people who have dabbled in something something demonic or something dark. It's like we're afraid to be around those people. When it's like, guys, these are sons and daughters. These are sons and daughters. Why are we afraid to go into their mess with them? Why are we afraid to be around their mess like it's gonna rub off on us or something? Guys, you're either covered by the blood of Jesus or you're not. We either believe that He's covering us or he's not. 
You know, me and my husband the other day, we heard this story. This is a little wild. This might make some of you uncomfortable, but that's okay. Um, there's this church that we're really close with that we love. And one of the people that are on staff there were sharing this story with us. It's, it's a little swirly all, so bear with me. Um, so this church has a group of women who come every Sunday. These women are women who are known in the community as practicing witchcraft. They're actually known as witches in their community. I told you it's weird, just bear with me. Um, these women go to this church and they had somebody from their ministry team go up to them and say, you know, I'm just curious, like, how did you come to be here? Like, where are you here? And one of the ladies looks at her and just goes, this is the only place that the tormenting thoughts stop. I come here because this is the only place that the tormenting stops. And I can think clearly here. I can think clearly here. Guys, how powerful is that? We treat people in their mess like, oh, you need to get away from me. Oh, that person's practicing something. I don't want to go anywhere near them. And then we walk around and tell other people, stay away from them. They're a mess. Guys, do you know how evil that is? I know, I know most of the time when that happens, your heart isn't, your heart isn't trying to hurt people or gossip or put somebody, but it's what we do because we're uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable with people's ugliness. And those women, a regular old church would look at them and say, we don't want you here. We don't want your voodoo, gross stuff. Take that somewhere else. And they just said, no, come, be here. We don't need you to change like this. And, you know, Jesus is going to wreck them. He, he's going to save those women. We know that. He's in the presence of God. They're going to get changed. But we have to be patient with people, guys, for the change to actually happen. And so I really want to encourage you, if you're sitting and you have people in your life, you have somebody in your life, which actually this should apply to every single one of us in this room. Um, our coworkers are lost. Our coworkers aren't saved. Our neighbors aren't saved. We all have people that don't know Jesus and that aren't set free and aren't walking with Him and don't know the fullness of life that exists inside Jesus. I wanna encourage you today to be patient. I wanna encourage you today to not give up on those people. You know, the world is getting really, really dark, guys. The world is getting dark and it's only getting darker and darker and the church has to get brighter. We have to get brighter. We can't be afraid of how dark the world is getting. Honestly, we need to stop caring so much about what Satan's doing. I'm just not interested anymore in what Satan's doing and what his agenda is on the earth. People will go in these rabbit trails of, Satan's doing this and this and woe is us and we're so attacked and I'm not interested in any of that. I want to know what Jesus is doing. I'm interested in Jesus's business. And so if you're feeling discouraged and overcome and whew, there's just so many lost people, get out there then and get in their mess with them. Let them see what Jesus has done in your life. Let them see that He's completely, radically changed you. I 
I don't have much else to say, (laughs) but I just hope that you're encouraged today. I hope that you're encouraged. I'm gonna pray just for patience. For those of us that are sitting along people right now and battling, whether it's a family member or a friend, maybe you're waiting and believing for somebody's salvation, for somebody's healing, for somebody to be set, set free. We're gonna pray with you today. And we're gonna create space for you to sit with the Lord. And I actually want you to pray as I pray. And I want you to bring those people to the forefront of your mind. And I want you to ask Jesus for a word for them. And what that means is saying, God, what do you have to say over this person? Would you speak to me and I will tell them. It could be as simple as him just saying, I love them. I love them. I love them. They're beautiful. And I just want you to take that and I want you to be quick to be obedient. I want you to reach out to your friends that are lost. Reach out to your family members that are lost. And I want you to just love on them. Jesus, I pray for this room today, God. I pray for boldness, Jesus. I pray for boldness as we carry your heart, as we carry your word. Would you just burden us for the gospel again, God? Would you give a burden in the room? Would you deposit a burden in the room? Would you give a desire for the one again? Do you give us a love for the one? You're so interested in the one, God. We just ask that you would align our hearts with yours this morning. I pray for those individual people. that we're longing for salvation today, God. Oh, would you just do a marvelous and miraculous work, Jesus? Would you just move? I feel like the Lord just wants wants you in the room to remember that you are the light. You are the light. The only way to get out the darkness is to bring in more light. So be confident in what you carry. You carry the presence of God with you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. It's in your name we pray. encourage you guys to come back and see us uh, next next Sunday again for our first service Andrew will be back in the house he is so excited to be back with us next week and he will be starting a brand new sermon series that we're so excited about and so if if today you receive the Lord for the first time or you came back to the Lord We have a connect table in the back. Somebody will be there to greet you at the end of service. I really encourage you to just go, give your name, share your story, 
get involved in a, in a home group. There's nothing like family, guys. You can't replace family. And so we'll see you guys back next week. We love y'all. Bless you guys.